0: My class, let's start the chapter seven, um, chapter 10, week 10. Okay, in this chapter, we will be talking about quality management and Six Sigma. Uh, I think you saw the video by now, and you have a, some understanding of what Six Sigma is all about. So um, our learning objective today, is gonna be explaining the scope of total quality management in a firm, illustrate globally recognized quality benchmark, understand the Six Sigma approach for improving the quality and productivities, and illustrate Process variation and explain how it measures it. Um, analyze uh, process quality using statistics. We're not going to talk about that too too detailed. And analyze the quality of batches of the items in the statistic. We'll touch on this a little bit. Now, what's a t- total quality management? Total quality management managing the entire organization so that is excel on all the dimension of products and services that are imp- important to the customers <clears throat> so if you're doing a good operation and you're uh, managing well then being your one of the main goals is you you're reaching to, to total quality management or tqm the two fundamental of uh, uh, operation goals is careful design of the product or services. The second thing is assurance that the organization system can consistently produce that the design. So if you want to produce, say, certain bread with certain taste or you know, certain level, you carefully design it in a way that the customer likes it. But the other thing is that your bread should be always like that, consistently produced that way. So these are two issues, two fundamental uh, issues for operational goal. Now, the quality specifications. First of all, we need to set up the quality specifications. So the design quality the inherent value of the product in the marketplace so you need to you know see what's in the marketplace uh, what kind of a quality there you will need to be having something uh, a better quality if you uh, planning to c- compete in the market and conformance of quality the degree to which the product or service design specifications are met so first when you design and you put certain quality in it and then when you whether it's met the quality that you set up for it or not and then you have to do a quality at the source where you making the person who does the work responsible for ensuring that the specification are met because Whether this is supplier or part of the processor, if if his quality is not done well, the next stage will take the same product and uh, operate on it, as you saw it in the video. So it's gonna be a compile together uh, non-qualified product, and could be caused by one stage or a few stages of the work. Now, dimension of design quality. First of all, you look at the performance, the primary product or service characteristic. What kind of a characteristics that's supposed to be? Then you look at the feature, which is added touches, secondary characteristics. So you look at the main characteristic, which is supposed to deliver, and then added characteristics that you support you, with the quality, how reliable and durable, so how over time are they doing the same level of quality or it goes down and up, um, uh, probability of chance of failing, uh, how long can be sustainable, you know, this product when they're selling it, people are using it, if it breaks quickly, or does not break quickly. Service abilities after you're selling this product, um, how easy they can repair some stuff. You don't buy them because it's hard to repair them. Um, the third, the last, the statistic, which is uh, sensory characteristics, and the uh, perceived quality, the past performance and repetition. When you talk about Mercedes, you, whether it's a good product you have one thing in your mind is quality Uh, they have a good quality of uh, producing cars but um, and this is always in your mind and sometimes you pay for that because you believe the Mercedes have a better quality than other cars for example now um, cost of the quality does it really Quality cost, or really, you prevent some extra costs that help you to put the prevention of that cost is replacing the cost of the quality. Really, um, let's say if something keeps breaking five, six times, and you have to spend every time $2 on it five times, which is cost you $10. But if you make it better than the first time, it will break only once, so it costs you $2. But if you want to make it better than the first time, it's going to cost, you, say, $4. So $4 plus $2 equal with $6. If you don't do that quality, you have to fix it five times each time, $2, that's $10. So it's better that you make a good quality at $6, then you keep fixing it. Which is cost you ten dollars. That's the way you look at it in general. The appraisal cost the cost of in inspection in the quality, uh, cost of the quality that you're looking at is the appraisal cost, like a cost of the inspection, testing, and other tasks to ensure that the product or process is acceptable. That's one cost. The second cost, the prevention cost, which is some of all the cost of preventing defect. That's something that you need to look at it as we brought the example uh, of, you know, fixing it five times or doing it right the first time and not fixing it at all. Internal failure cost, cost for defect incurred with the system, scrap, rework, and repair. So if something in a process in the system breaks, you have to throw it away, it costs you. You have to rework it again. It's also gonna cost you time and effort or repair it. And it's also gonna cost you time and effort. And external failure cost, cost for the defect that passed through the system. If it's, a, it's defected, comes to the customer and find it defect that will be making a bad impression on them or might not be purchased at the price that you want to, you are asking for. It. So these are all the total cost of, uh, of the quality. You, you need to look at all these in order to estimate how much you're willing to put uh, to have a better quality product. Now, <clears throat> we're not going to talk about ISOs uh, a lot, but we're going to touch on the ISOs. ISOs is an inter- stand for International Organization for Standardization. Um, Service of Standards Agree opened the International Organization for Standardization. There is so many of them, but the most famous one is they started in 1987. And now it's recognized by 160 countries. You would go and see the hanging a certificate ISO 900 or, or 1400. Now, uh, a prerequisite for a global competition. Most of the uh, governments also would look at the companies who has been already certified as ISOs. Now ISO 9000 9, is directs to you document what you do and then do as you document. So you when you write the documentation of what you do with the details on it, and then, uh, are you doing this according to the documentation that you're doing it? And uh, ISO 1400 is a family of standards on environment man- management, how you are reusing, uh, renovation, not wasting, not hurting the environment. And there is a 20, ISO 2600 which has encouraged the organization to discuss the social responsibility issues and possible action with uh, relevant stakeholders. Once again, these are basically in in 900 9,000. You document what you do, and then you do as you document it. And this is the most famous one. Everybody is utilizing it. There is a three ways or three certification has three different form. One you can have what do you call a firm audit itself against the ISO 9000. So you just go and dig in yourself and start audit. The second type is a customer audit its suppliers. So you go and audit and see whether they are doing up to the standard. And the third type is a certifying agency, third party comes and audits you of, of whether you're performing. And there are three types, uh, all of them acceptable in the market. Now, in the ISO 9000 and ISO 1400, the ISO 9000, which is the quality management principle, uh, is, is supposed to be customer focused. There is a leadership, um, involvement of people, process approach, continual improvement, factual approach for decision-making and mutually beneficial supply relationship. In a further detailed advanced course, you would take each, co- each part of it in a different course, probably or the same to understand what, how these things are done. In the ISO 1400, the environment management standard is the definition of more than 350 standard for monitoring the quality of air and water and soil. And for example, now in China, they said by year 2055 or 35, I believe they will have uh, emission free, um, mean less pollution, less uh, pollution, or a pollution hazardless, less they what they call it so uh, that's what they're targeting um, it's also a strategic approach requirement of an environment management system and the def- def- development uh, of profitable environment friendly product and service how you produce a friendly product and services now in the You always, always, when you're operating, you need a benchmark. Now, whether it's an internal benchmarking or external benchmarking, you have to do some benchmarking. You want to compare your activity today by your activity yesterday or last year. That's benchmarking. If you want to compare your activity today with somebody outside, that's called external benchmarking. So external benchmarking for companies is really looking outside the company to examine what excellent performers inside and outside the company industry are doing in the way of quality. So let's assume somebody is making really good bread, very tasty. You need to benchmark that bread and see how far your bread in comparison with that, uh, uh, you know, uh, upright. Um, benching tab, first of all, as we said, you identify the process that need improvement. So you, once you see somebody who making better than new product, you look at your product and see how I can improve that. Once you identify the process that need improvement, you need in that, Identify the world leader in the performance and the process. So you probably go and visit that gentleman, contact that management, and see how they doing it. Make a visit for, to interview the manager and workers, see how they're performing to have such a good quality of product. Then you need to analyze the data, which is information that you received and information that you have. Are the are there performance gap between your company? and the benchmarking company, which is they make them better than you. And you need to close then these gaps. Now, one of the options that you work on it, and we talked about it, the Six Sigma qualities. It is a philosophy and set of method companies uses to eliminate defected, defect in their product. Usually in process, usually this is done to mid-size to large size companies, especially in manufacturing. It's it's it seeks to reduce the variation of the process that led to a product defect. So you know when you're producing the process, there's a certain process when you are doing your production. And you wanna make sure this process stays as doesn't go lower than the standard. Once it goes the lower than standard, you might have a defected product. So a six sigma is a statistical term to describe the quality goal of no more than 3.5 defected or defects out of every 1 million unit. So you're producing 1 million unit you should have 3.4 defects. If you're producing 10 million units, you have uh, only 34 defects uh, product. Uh, so that's the, the, the goal in Six Sigma. Now, there is another one we talked, you saw it's called Lean Six sigmas, which is a combination of total quality control and just-in-time, Take combination with them, but what's how? What is the Six Sigma methodology? Six Sigma me- methodology is de- define, measure, analyze, improve, and control, which is the, uh, the, the abbreviation D M I C. So first, developed by General Electric. Uh, it was developed there as a mean of focusing. Effort on quality using a methodologies approach. Now you notice now that GE General Electric have the very qualified, very good quality product. The overall focus of the methodology is to understand and achieve what the customer wants. So once you build and you saw it, you build what you design according to the what the customer wants, then you start building your products. According, or you're improving your product according to that. So a Six Sigma program seeks to reduce the variation in the process that lead to these defects. You once you, you know, build your product, you need to put a process in a certain level of qualities that doesn't go below that, because if it goes below that, there is a better, a more chance to have a defective product. Now, So the process for it is the methodology is define, which is identify customer and their priorities. Second thing is measure, which is determine how to measure the process and how it's performed. Analyze, determine the the most likely causes of defect and identify the, the key variables. You improve, identify, uh, means to remove the cause of defect. The and then you controls, which is determine how to maintain the improvement. Once you do the improvement, you need to control it to make sure it doesn't vary, it uh, goes variables. There is another additional means or tools, which is additional Six Sigma tools, which is failure mode and effect analysis, is a structure Approach to identify, estimate, prioritize, and evaluate the best possible failure at each stage in the process. Let me give you an example. You cannot one failure might be different than, than the other failure. And two things: one, the one is the chance of that failing happening, if it's ten percent or ninety percent. Okay, that's one thing. Then the effect of that failing, maybe it's a low, but when it's happened is disasters. So you, you as an operation manager, you need to look at the chance of this failing happening and the effect of this failing happening. And this is where you seek prioritize the you know, improvement of reproduction. The other tool is design of experiment which is a statistical methodology to determine the cause and effect relationship between the process variation it Probably you can utilize the marketing research course cause and effect. Um, if this process goes below the standard by five percent, what's the cause of, of end product? How many defective product will be facing? This is a cause and effect. You can have kind of a a numerical integration, a collaboration between them. Now, the statistical process control procedures is concerned with the monitoring quality with while the product or service is being produced. So it keeps monitoring the quality. Uh, You don't leave it until the product should start getting mini product defected. No, you keep process of monitoring these qualities and each stage you put a benchmark for it. So this is how you do it. Um, statistical process control is one of the way is testing a random sample of output from a process to determine whether the process of produce item within a pre-selected range. For example, If you're producing 10,000 pants, you cannot test all of them. You can pick any 10 of them randomly and test them and see which part, uh, at which stage, each stage of them, you test 10 pieces and check them whether they are according to the standard because you cannot uh, test the 10,000 ones. And this, you can drive the statistical process control of it. It's like when you do a marketing research, you don't do the whole market research, you do a sample of it. I think some of you guys who took the marketing research understand what it's all about. Now, accepting the sample. Performed on goods that already exist to determine what's the percentage of product confirmed to a specifications. Executed through the sampling plan, as we said, is the result include whether you accept it, reject, or, or retest it. In other words, without going with the details of it, is say if I find five pants out of the 10,000 pants, uh, if I picked I have 10,000 pounds. If I picked 100 of them, I start testing them and I find only five of them defected. This probably could be the benchmark for me. Anything more than that, I will reject the whole sum, the 10,000, to make sure that there is something is being need to retest it and bring it to a five or less. So the acceptance number of donations The maximum number of defective items that can be found in a sample before a lot gets rejected. Because if if the first five, if you are checking your first hundred and you find, or any hundred and you find four of them, anything below five probably you say is acceptable, so you're passing that. But if you find seven, eight, you say all that goes back, and we start it again. So this is probably we reached to the end of the chapter without you know going in a detail of how the, the statistics it works. And uh, good luck. Bye.